0: For the latest high cost of living updates and visuals follow thcol.pod on instagram that's thcol.pod only on instagram if you want to get in touch to leave some feedback or offer some suggestions you can do so by shooting me a dm i'm going to be doing some giveaways over the next few months so definitely do follow the page just to keep in the loop And wherever you do listen to the podcast, please do make sure you're subscribed on Apple, Spotify or Google Podcasts. Take 60 seconds out of your day to rate and review the show. And I would be eternally grateful for your kindness. So that being said, let's get into my top 10 hip hop artists of all time. Let's rock and roll. You are currently listening to the High Cost of Living podcast. What's the story and welcome back to the podcast, episode number 33. And today I'm counting down my top 10 hip-hop artists of all time, dead or alive. Uh, The inspiration to do this kind of episode came from, you know, we had Kanye West dropping an album last month, Uh, Drake dropped in the same week, Kendrick Lamar made a quick appearance and... um, j cole obviously dropped an album earlier this year and if you're a true fan of hip-hop music you know that it's pretty rare for the top dogs to all drop an album in the same 12 months and uh, that obviously led to different podcasts different blogs all discussing who is the goal who's your top five and it got me thinking like who is my top top 10 or top five like A guy that's been listening to rap music his whole life. Who is on my Mount Rushmore of rap music? Do you know what I mean? So I started thinking more and more about it. And um, over the last two or three weeks. Literally made a list. chopped and changed the list. Who deserves a spot on the list and who's not on it? Um, Because I do really see rap music as sport and competition. You know? Um, When I think of rap music, I... I see, like, a lot of poetic ability, punchlines, wordplay, delivery, metaphors, bars, flows, technical, lyrical, miracles, spiritual ability. And I do have, like, a deep appreciation for the art that most people refuse to even give it a chance because of all the stuff that they see on the surface, like, you know, a pack of grown men that think they're god's gift with all these chains and cars and clothes and hoes and all this other flashy stuff people see that and they're like nah not even giving this a chance but you know when you really dive into it you appreciate the skill that a lot of these guys have and i say a lot because there is a massive skill to it but there are a lot of bluffers in there too like you know mumble rappers you could say but I'm talking about people that really do this for a living. Like, you know, you have to appreciate what they're actually doing. And that's what this episode's all about. Um, Now, there is an actual top 10 rap list. Um, Like, if you ask most people, rap artists or actual fans, the most common names that you're going to hear on the list are Tupac, Biggie, Jay-Z, Nas, Eminem, Andre, 3K. Um, You probably throw Kanye West in there. And from the newer generation then you have Drake, Kendrick and J. Cole. So that's the actual list. But I suppose they probably make this list based on like sales, impact that they have, um, longevity influence on the culture and just how they shifted the culture in general throughout their career Uh, however this is not my list i'm literally just going through my own personal top 10 um like this 10 would be if i could only listen to 10 artists for the rest of my life these are like the top trumps of rap music for me But before we get into that list, I just want to give a special mention to, you'll never guess, Nicki Minaj. Why? Why are you giving a special mention to Nicki Minaj? Because I actually wanted to add a female to my top 10, just to kind of, you know, add a little bit of diversity. But I'd be lying to myself if I really said that Nicki Minaj was in my top 10, because I don't listen to her that much. But I really appreciate Nicki Minaj as an MC. You know, people just look at Nicki Minaj or Cardi B or any of these other ones. But special mention to Nicki Minaj because she is the GOAT of female hip-hop. Of, you could nearly say hip-hop in general. Because you look at Nicki Minaj, you just see wigs. You see glitz, glam, dresses, pink fucking nails, blah, blah, blah. Barbie this, Barbie that. And you think, ugh, what is this shit? This is for teenage girls, like but if you really listen to Nicki Minaj's music, she is a genius lyricist, you know. One of the best flows, best punchlines, metaphors, everything that I mentioned a minute ago, Nicki Minaj is the full package. Like she's a real rapper. But obviously people just see what's on the surface, all that glitz and glam stuff. And Nicki Minaj deserves a spot in anybody's hip-hop top 10 because of what she's done for female rap she's really like brought them to light like female rap is better than it's ever been right now and i think Nicki minaj is to blame for that so shout out to Nicki minaj legend another special mention that i wanted to throw out there was um the uk music scene if anybody out there knows me personally you would know that i probably listened to like uk rap More than I do American. Like I would say Giggs and Skepta are my most streamed artists on my library. 100%. And I tried to squeeze one of the two of them into my top 10 list just to represent the UK. But honestly I can't put anybody from the UK on my top 10 list. Because then I'd have to leave out a J. Cole or a Kendrick or a Drake or someone as prolific as that. So I did not include anybody from the UK in my top 10. But I want to give a special mention to them. Because I do truly love what they're doing. Uh, maybe even more than the American scene nowadays. It's strong over there in the UK. Like I mentioned Skepta Giggs, Dave, Stormzy, Heady One, uh, Jay Huss. Who else? There's just so many, so many people that you could say are your favourites. And nobody could argue with you, you know. Because they're that, they're that strong an act. Pro- and like i said probably my most listened to people so how i'm gonna do this okay what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna name the artist i'm gonna tell you briefly why they are my favorite and why they deserve a spot on my top 10 list then i'm gonna give you my top three songs from that artist and an essential album from that artist and hopefully hopefully i'm putting you on to some new music as well Probably not because, like, you've definitely heard of everybody on my top ten. But I'm encouraging you to go check them out, and um, that's one of the best things about this episode so far. Is I asked other people for their list. They all send me a screenshot of their list or like a quick message, and people are putting me on to new music. You know, a lot of people um, said Big L is in their top ten. Go check out Big L and i've never listened to big l before but his name did come up a lot big punisher is another name that came up a lot uh, all the big guys big pun uh check him out i haven't really before and you, you're probably thinking what you cannot you cannot call yourself a rap a true rap fan if you've never listened to big pun like i know like two songs but i've never like dived into his catalog like that you know a lot of people said the Lake great DMX is the GOAT. Um, Yeah, I can't argue with that. You have your opinion. And um, maybe I could dive a little bit further into DMX's catalogue. Because I probably know a good 15 to 20 DMX songs. When obviously there's so, so, so much more out there. So with that being said, let's dive into the list. Number 10, Mr. Kanye West. Kanye is a producer first and a rapper second. He's got a crazy good discography and he's managed to stay so relevant over the last 20 years. The reason I had to include Kanye on my list is because he gave birth to a new style that influenced so many people in the music industry, not just hip hop. 808s and Heartbreaks is a groundbreaking album and uh, it proved that he's definitely not afraid to take risks as an artist and it paid off. Sometimes it doesn't pay off like he comes up with these new new styles, and like, his Yeezus is like, I don't know, you'll have to go check out Yeezus. It's a, a different kind of style, but I don't think that really worked out for him too well. And people hate Kanye West, not even realizing that they probably dress the way they dress because of him, indirectly. Like, people just say, oh, I'm not listening to that fool. And then they're wearing, like, skinny jeans rolled up around the ankle, like, Kanye West started that trend. He was actually the first to do a lot of things. He's a true innovator and a trendsetter. Um, However, he does have some bad albums. That's why I was close to not including him on my list. Like Life of Pablo, Bang Average album, Jesus is King, Trash, Uh, Ye, Trash. And um, obviously he dropped on there recently, which is a fucking phenomenal album. Could be the best album over the last five to ten years. No, I'm not going to say ten, but definitely the best album in the last five years, I would say, almost. And I hated it when it first came out a few weeks ago. I listened to it one time, just with my phone up to my ear briefly, thinking, what is this trash? It sounds like more gospel music. I don't want to hear that. And then obviously I was in Dublin two or three days later and... Gave it another chance. I was coming home from Dublin on the bus and I listened to it on the beats. From start to finish, looking out the window of the bus, watching the sun go down on a September autumn evening. Really appreciating the music. And I just kind of digested it and wow, what an album. The production is just off the chart. And obviously his early discography is enough to have him in the go conversation but that's what I'm gonna go for as essential album is Donda because by far my favourite Kanye West album even though it's only been out like a month I know that it's his best album for me anyway that's just my opinion Uh, top three tracks I'm gonna say Fade love that song Um, Through the Wire and off his latest album Believe What I Say Kanye rapping over a Lauryn Hill sample is just iconic. And he says Throat Goat in the song. That's genius, you know. That's really innovative stuff. What a genius. Appreciate Kanye West. Number 10 on the list. Number 9 is going to be Compton's Own The Game. A hard guy to like in real life, I'm not going to lie. It's kind of ruining his legacy a little bit over the last few years by... Trying to scam his fans. And being a creep on younger girls. But his lyrical ability is undeniable in my mind. Not many artists have classic albums. like. If you listen to rap heavy. You know that every rapper is lucky to have one classic album. The game has at least three. In the documentary, his debut album, his follow up the doctor's advocate and then later jesus peace he's the best diss track rapper of all time he dropped a 15 minute long diss track against 50 cent and g unit back in the day 15 minutes rapping straight over old school beats i mean that's a legendary it's never been done before and hasn't been done since who can rap like coherently for 15 minutes straight not a lot of people and obviously he destroyed Meek Mill on Pest Control too. That's I think Pest Control is my favourite diss track of all time. If you haven't heard it, look up Pest Control, the game. It's so good. I don't know how Meek Mill could ever recover after a song like that. He's probably my favourite rapper growing up as a teenager. And um, for that reason, he deserves a spot on my top 10 list. Essential album, like I mentioned earlier, Jesus Peace. Wow phenomenal go check it out the theme around the album is he's trying to become a better man but he can't really stay off drugs and stay out of the strip club so he makes all these comparisons throughout the album to the strip club and church which is hilarious you know every anytime i go to mass now i'm thinking about jesus peace they're making comparisons to baby oil and holy water and you know he can throw money in the strip club but then when the collection play comes to him in mass he's just throwing in change hilarious genius thinking and great theme for the album top three tracks have got to be how we do classic collab with 50 cent um pest control like i just mentioned what a track over the Ooh, instrumental and I'd probably say On Me featuring Kendrick Lemaire. You know the game really doesn't get the credit he deserves. Um, because he actually brought Kendrick Lamar on his first tour. He brought Kendrick and Nipsey Hussle on their first tour. And you could say that the game almost discovered Kendrick Lamar. He gave Nipsey Hussle his first tryout. definitely do think that the game deserves more credit than he gets. So moving on to number 8. You know what Skepta was number eight on my list but I had to cross him out and sub in J. Cole because like I mentioned at the start I'm not going to put UK artists on this list it's going to be strictly American and J. Cole is definitely deserving of a spot on my top 10 list like I only scratched this out. After weeks of trying to figure out if I could fit him on or not, I realized, yes, he is definitely deserving of it. Some of his albums are phenomenal. He definitely has classic albums. He has lyrical ability. J. Cole Live is supposed to be ridiculous. If you follow him now on Instagram, you can see he's doing the off-season tour. And it just looks so good, man. His latest album, The Off-Season, is a little bit slept on, I feel. But that could be album of the year. Besides Donda, of course. Yeah, it definitely goes Donda first, J. Cole a close second. The Off Season is a great fucking album. Um, What else could I really say about him? Yeah, Essential album, The Off Season. There are no skips on this album. Top three tracks have got to be Middle Child, Deja Vu and Fire Squad. Go check those out, all by J. Cole. If you haven't done so already, and that's gonna lead us into our number seven on the list and the first real old school rapper on the list. He's been doing this for over 30 years, literally longer than I've been alive. His lyrical ability is unmatched and he's a certified hip hop legend. He's no other than Nasty Naz. He washed Jay-Z with Ether, a classic diss track. It's so good that they've made like a word out of it. Like He got ethered or she got ethered. It's basically like another word for roasted, I think. Like, you know, if you got ethered, it means you got destroyed. If you lose 6-1 in FIFA, you got ethered, you know? (laughs) His latest album is insanely good. A lot of people could make an argument for album of the year, like better than Drake, better than Kanye. But even the fact that he's rubbing shoulders still with these newer generation rappers is ridiculous. Imagine having album of the year 30 years after your debut. That's just insane. But I'm not going to give King's Disease 2 the essential album because Nas does have what many people regard as the best ever hip-hop album. The most important album in rap music. And that's his debut album, Illmatic. Came out in 1994. There are no skips on this album. And it is a bona fide classic album. So definitely go check out Illmatic if you haven't done so already. Top three tracks from Nas, I'm going to say, are New York State of Mind, uh, Street Dreams, and off his latest album, I really like Rare. So definitely go check out Nas. And that's going to lead us to number 6. And man, number 6 on my list. I had to scratch out my whole list and redo it to add this guy in. There's no way we were doing a top 10 list without adding in the best rapper alive. New Orleans only, Lil Wayne. He started rapping when he was 8 years old. And he signed to Birdman's Cash Money Records when he was like 12 or 14 in and around there he was an underground rapper for years until his character album blew up took him to a new level he absolutely dominated the mixtape game in the 2000s and i know that's kind of chinese to a lot of people but what dominating the mixtape game really means is you know let's say jay-z came out with a new song then lil wayne would take the the instrumental from that song and rap over it himself and make his own version and he would make it better and put it out and they would say oh Lil Wayne did such a better job than Jay-Z and not just Jay-Z he would do it to everyone in rap you know he would take their beats rap over them and make them his own and he was feared for that like people didn't want him doing a Lil Wayne hops on a remix and the song blows up so I suppose it's good for the original artist too like Lil Wayne's wordplay and metaphors are actually mind-blowing. Like he'll say something on a song and I'll be sitting on the toilet 2 weeks later and it would just click like a light bulb like, "Oh, now that bar makes sense." Like like after listening to Lil Wayne you'd be thinking to yourself for a while, "How the hell did he even think of this? Like how does he come up with the stuff that he says?" He has a bar in one song, can't remember which song, but he says, real G's move in silence like lasagna. Like, that's just legendary. Bear in mind, he did pass the torch to Drake and Nicki Minaj. He kind of gave them their first start in hip-hop music. So you could say without Lil Wayne, you don't have either of these two artists, and we know what the two of them went on to do. Drake is arguably the best ever and Nicki Minaj, like I mentioned at the start, had to get a special mention for what she did for female rap music. And that's all that all comes from Lil Wayne. And not only that, but he like gave birth to a whole new generation of hip-hop music. Everybody for a time wanted to be Lil Wayne. Everybody from the new era wants to be Lil Wayne. Think about it. How many rappers do you know or see right now with dreads, tattoos on their face? Grills in their mouth, drinking lean. I mean, that all started from Lil Wayne. Like, he really set the trend, and everybody copied him. Lil Wayne's like the Ridge. Even the name, Lil Wayne, how many lil's are there out there? little Baby, Lil Yachty, little This, little That. Lil Wayne was the Ridge. So, he definitely deserves a spot on my top 10 list. And he's fallen in at number six. Essential album from Lil Wayne, most people would probably say. The Character 3. I'm going to be different and I'm going to say The Character 2. Because I think The Character 2 is Lil Wayne's best album. Definitely do go check it out. Top 3 tracks from Lil Wayne. I'm going to say Hustler Music. Mona Lisa. And Dr. Carter. Um, definitely go check those tracks out if you have not heard them before. And now we're moving into to the top 5. Shit is getting real. Fifth on my list is going to be a very unpopular opinion, but it's just a personal choice to me. He's the godfather of gangster rap. He's West Coast royalty. His name is Easy Motherfucking E. Definitely don't think he gets the credit he deserves. He started two of arguably the biggest groups ever in hip-hop, NWA and Bone Thugs and Harmony. And the best thing about Easy e is he's one of the few rare rappers that really lived what he rapped about. The movie doesn't do him justice. Like I'm a little bit of an Eazy-E stan, or I used to be at least when I was younger. But I've watched enough documentaries about Eazy-E to know that he is authentic, as authentic as they come. And I think they kind of make him look a little bit soft in the movie- Whereas he was like a hardcore gangster in real life. Everything you hear in EZE's music, he lived. Yes, he had bodies. Yes, he sold drugs. Yes, he slept with a new woman every single day of the week. And like the other members of NWA were not that, you know. They'll, they'll admit this themselves, you know. Like Ice Cube was never a gangster. Dr. Dre was never a gangster. Um, Dr. Dre just made the beats. Ice Cube wrote all the raps he wrote about easy E's life you know all the songs are about easy's life he's the only real gangster out of the group and just his whole demeanor and persona and he's the most unique voice ever in hip-hop like easy e comes on a track you know it's easy E straight away um and he's got a really good catalog you know his discography is insane he does not have a bad album and when you really break it down, the reason they call him the godfather of gangster rap is because without Eazy-E, you don't have Ice Cube, you don't have Dr. Dre, and if you don't have those two, you don't have Eminem, you don't have 50 Cent, you don't have The Game, you don't have Kendrick Lamar. Like, Eazy-E was really the first one in a long line of hip-hop icons, and he's just all-around the coolest guy in hip-hop, and the first rapper ever to get invited to the White House. And obviously is a tragic 1995 death um, after a short battle with AIDS. He was only 30 years old and there's a huge conspiracy surrounding his death. And I do think I'm going to do a separate podcast at some point down the line. Specifically about Eazy's death and the whole conspiracy behind the Essential album. Easy does it. Top three tracks from Eazy-E. Top three tracks from Eazy. Nobody move real motherfucking g's and eight ball so given a legend their flowers number four on my list the notorious b-i-g now he only had two albums but they're both instant classics he's here simply for his flow every song he's on is a hit as soon as biggie comes on a track you're just bopping your head you can't help it nearly nobody is as naturally gifted as Biggie Smalls that whole Junior Mafia movement is just iconic with Biggie at the helm of it I think they like in contrast to Eazy-E I think they did do Biggie justice in the biopic that they made that's a great film and they got the character so spot on and the story too like you're probably thinking how do you know about the story Shane were you there are you friends with the Junior Mafia crew No, but I've watched enough documentaries to know what's what. And this list is my personal top 10. So I know that not everybody's going to agree and everybody has different opinions. But I think we can all agree that Biggie Smalls is in your top five, no matter who you are. Like you ask anybody in hip hop, rappers or fans, Biggie Smalls is a staple in everybody's top five. Now I think of it like this. Biggie Smalls died in 1997 and Spotify came out in like 2014 or 15 and he's one of the most streamed rappers on Spotify 20 odd years later the guy died when he was just 24 years old like he had so many hits by then you can't help but imagine what he could have done if he had more time. And just like Easy, I'm definitely going to do a separate podcast behind the murder of Biggie Smalls at some point down the line because, again, there's a whole different backstory to that that's definitely worth diving into. Essential album, I'm going to say Ready to Die, of course, his debut. Top three tracks, I'm going to say Warning, really like Warning. Uh, Sky's the Limit, and of course, Hypnotize. Now we're at the business end of the list. Top three, baby. <laughs> Who's going to make the cut? Number three. We're going with 50 Cent. I got to get 50 on my list. The mixtape king. You can say he kind of took over from Lil Wayne. When he was done with the mixtapes. One of my favourite rappers growing up. I was 10 when 50 Cent came out. burst on the scene with, in the club. You know when you're 10 years old. You're just kind of realising what's going on. And stuff like that. So I literally grew up idolising his music. He dominated from... I want to say like 2003 to 2008. Those five years there. Um, And he just became a mogul in hip-hop. Obviously his debut album, Get Richard Die Train. Monstrous album. His follow-up album, The Massacre. Classic. His G-Unit group album, Beg for Mercy. His movie. His movie soundtrack. His PlayStation game. And like I say, multiple mixtapes. He made a huge impact on the rap game. Jay-Z actually described him as a storm. It's like we knew 50 Cent was coming out in 2003. It's like, okay, there's a tidal wave coming. There's a storm coming. We're just going to have to ride this storm out. We let it pass and then we can all go back to making music. But let left 50 Cent dominate for a while because they knew he was different. He's kind of fallen off the music game over the last few years. But, but he's transcended into like making hit tv shows like power and now all the spin-off shows from power and he definitely does enough to stay relevant in the hip-hop culture and he definitely did enough in the mid-2000s to earn a spot on my top three list essential album as mentioned get rich or die train it's actually the best selling debut album ever imagine that really insane stat top three songs i'm gonna say pimp disco inferno and 21 questions featuring the late great nate Dogg, and that's gonna move us on to the top two number two on my list is here because i've never seen somebody dominate two genres the way this man has he's got an insanely good discography hits on hits on hits on hits and his name is Drizzy motherfucking Drake. Now, the reason I love Drake and not many people talk about this is he's got collaborations with Rick Ross. Multiple of multiple collabs with Rick Ross. He's got multiple collabs with Future. He's got multiple collabs with Jay-Z, Lil Wayne, DJ Khaled, and the list goes on. Like you can add every song that Drake and Rick Ross have done together into a mixtape and it's like a Drake-Rick Ross joint mixtape, you know. Uh, You can do that with Lil Wayne, you can do that with Drake and Future, you can do that with Drake and DJ Khaled. You can do it with all of these other artists. Like Drake's worst songs are better than most rappers' best songs, you know. He's been singing and rapping at the highest level for over 10 years. And I really don't think we're ever going to get another Drake. People are even comparing him to Michael Jackson. Like, that just shows what kind of level Drake is on. His latest album is Bang Average, don't get me wrong. But he's definitely done enough, more than enough over the last few years to earn a spot in my top two list. I kind of do always have a little soft spot for Drake because I purchased his debut album and every album since. Like, physically purchased i've bought yeah i bought every drake album in hmv when it came out and i think the last album that i bought this might actually surprise you because it wasn't too too long ago um views was the last physical cd i purchased ever not just from drake but it's the last cd i went and bought was views in 2016 and then spotify and apple music just kind of took over from there but i've bought everything he's put out i've seen him live twice and how can you not love the guy you know i think i saw him at really good times as well saw him in dublin in his early career and i saw him in canada when he's probably at his peak arguably the most popular rapper ever and I've seen him on my home turf, and I've seen him away on his home turf. So I love how that kind of all worked out. It was, I think, 2012 Dublin, 2018 Canada, and why the growth in those six years in between was insane. Like he he took over, you know. Not to mention how he's like dabbled in Afro beats, dancehall, drill. He's collaborated with people in the UK like Gig, Skepta, Heady One, Dave, and he's shined light on the UK music scene like nobody's ever done before. People talk about, has Drake surpassed Jay-Z or Kanye West yet? I'm like, stop it. In my mind, he's passed them out a long, long, long time ago. The guy can do no wrong in my eyes. An essential album from Drake is going to be Nothing Was The Same. Top three Drake tracks. I'm going to say... This is tough because there's just so many. But I'm going to say Sneakin' featuring 21 Savage. Um, I'm going to say Fair Trade featuring Travis Scott. And I'm going to say Mob Ties. Those are my top three Drake songs. And like I speak so highly of Drake... Who could I possibly like more than him? And it is very, very tight. I just want to emphasize, it's very tight between number one and number two. Sometimes I even change my mind and I put Drake at number one. But in general, I think Kendrick Lamar has to take the top spot. It's like 49% to Drake and 51% to Kendrick Lamar. And before I tell you why, I mean, and like, there's actually a great video on YouTube of all the subliminal disses sent between Drake and Kendrick Lamar over the years. And if you don't know, if you're a casual hip hop fan, you don't know what a subliminal diss is. It's basically where you get dissed, but your name's not mentioned. So nobody really knows who you're talking about. Like, it's like one of them hops on a track clearly talking shit about somebody but there's no name to it it's like who's he talking about and you know it's Drake and there's a video like analysis of all the subliminal disses over the years because people are trying to pin these two against each other as like a potential beef They want to see another like Jay Z versus Nas situation or a Biggie versus Tupac. But I don't think it'll ever be that because these two have too much respect for each other, even though they do subliminally diss each other all the time. Um, Drake and Kendrick Lamar are like the Ronaldo and Messi of music, I feel. I've always kind of had that comparison in my head. But like I say, Kendrick Lamar just edges it for me because every album he puts out is an instant classic i'm literally here on a podcast saying that kendrick is the best to ever do it dead or alive there's nobody better than kendrick lamar in my mind and drake is a close second because he never takes time off you know and that's the main difference between drake and kendrick lamar like drake is always active and that's also kind of his downfall you know His last few mixtapes or albums have a lot of forgettable tracks on there. You just don't get that with Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick is the embodiment of quality over quantity. He can put some new top quality and then disappear for a few years and still stay relevant. And it's that kind of mystique and mystery about him that keeps people so intrigued. He's not on social media. I'm not even sure if anybody knows where Kendrick lives. He just pops up every few years with phenomenal music and then dips he's one of the few artists out there that i would actually get goosebumps listening to or if i went to see live and just like drake i did see kendrick live twice as well i was um i was on kendrick lamar fairly early it was in the academy theater in dublin the good kid mad city tour and like the academy is smaller than the opera house like you know Tiny crowd, which kinda makes it a little bit better in my mind. It's more intimate, you know? The Good Kid Mad City tour, small crowd, um and that was before people started recognizing him as the goat. His albums are like movies, honestly. Do not take my word for it. Go listen for yourself. Like but it needs to be the right environment. <laughs> like taking mushrooms. I would say get a quality pair of headphones. Hop into bed, lay down and just listen to an album from start to finish. And how can you tell me it's not a masterpiece album, you know, Kendrick Lamar live in a samurai suit is just unmatched. And his last album was 2017. So I'm definitely having some Kendrick withdrawals. I'm in need of a fix. I'm going to be needing that new album fairly soon because I'm very excited about it. No doubt when it does drop, he's going to absolutely dominate for a year again and then probably disappear but essential album for today I'm going to say Good Kid Mad City like I mentioned earlier it's his debut album and it's one of the best it's up there with Nas's Ilmatic. Illmatic, remember I mentioned earlier one of the most important albums ever in rap music Good Kid Mad City isn't far off that top 3 Kendrick tracks I'm going to say Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe I'm going to say DNA And I'm going to say cartoons and cereal. Go check those out and come back to me. So that's my top 10 list. Do you agree with my list or do you not? Is it a little bit controversial? I know there's no Eminem. There's no Tupac. There's no Jay-Z. There's no Snoop Dogg. But you have to remember, this is just my personal preference. Subject to change, of course. Who knows? Maybe even we'll have another Kendrick Lamar and Drake in the years to come. But I do highly doubt that. Same way I can't see us ever getting another Ronaldo or Messi. Do I see anybody having the potential to make it onto my list? Yes. Travis Scott, if he keeps going. Baby Keane. Maybe 21 Savage. Nah, not 21 Savage. But the first two, definitely. If they stay consistent over the next few years, they might definitely creep into my top 10 list. Um, These guys, like I said, they just need more time and... Better albums. And stay consistent. And yeah. Like those honourable mentions. I know there's some hardcore hip-hop heads out there. Thinking. How are you going to put Drake on the list. And not fucking Jay-Z or Tupac or Eminem. Like those are probably the big three names. That you're surprised they're not on my list. But like I say. It is a personal list. And that's what's great about rap music. Is. I could speak to someone who's. 45 years old and his generation just has different views to mine like LL Cool J could be his goat because it was like the soundtrack to his life when he was going to school and then you could speak to a 12 year old kid now and his goat could be Lil Uzi because that's who he currently listens to going to school um so it's definitely all very subjective But that's what I love about the topic. Anyway, that's going to do it for today. So let's quickly recap the list. We have number 10, Kanye West. Number 9, The Game. Number 8, J. Cole. Number 7, Nas. Number 6, Lil Wayne. Number 5, Easy E. Number 4, Biggie Smalls. Number 3, 50 Cent. Number 2, Jersey Drake. And number 1, King Kendrick Lamar. Let me know if you agree or disagree and I'll catch you next week for another podcast. Come back next week where I'll be discussing my top 10 Cristiano Ronaldo goals of all time. Uh, So it's definitely an episode you're not going to want (laughs) to miss. I'm only joking by the way. I'm joking, I'm joking. Alright, I'm joking. Take it handy.